Welcome back to Faith FM. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Lyle and mine. Lyle, we have run out of quiz clues. That's right. I've got a whole list here. Oh, you bless your heart. Love a man with a plan. Wait. All right. So what number am I? You ready? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me get you on my Instagram so that the good people of Insta can watch you give these clues. Uh, okay, go. All right, the number of kings making up the political alliance formed by Teta Loma. Wow, Lyle, that's a great clue for the regular person <laughs> listening to this show. I've never even heard of some of the words in that clue. You're so pleased with yourself. I am. Do you want me to give you some I'm more? I'm beginning I, to realise this might have been a secret dream of yours to always create the clues yes. for the breakfast quiz. <laughs> Why do we even use quiz cards? We could just use you. <laughs> So much fun. All right, if you know the answer, 1-800-324-843 is the <laughs> no number. No one's going to know that the answer, The number Lyle. of kings making up the political alliance formed by King Chedoloama. Please, somebody just Google it and put me out of my misery. <laughs> Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Win yourself a copy of the book. And Googling is not allowed. If you do, just don't tell us. I'll allow it. Uh, get a copy of the book, The Miracle of the Seventh Day Ox. Really great book uh, for a really crazy quiz this morning. <laughs> so much fun. All right, Mon, where are we up to? We are in our Bible study today, so let's just jump straight into it. Uh, we are looking at the greatest family destroyer that there is. Is it alcohol? No. Uh, Alcohol is a symptom of this. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Is it the devil? It is. Yeah, well, it's the devil. But it's a device. The devil. It's a device of the devil. Okay. Oh, just P.S. It's the devil's number one characteristic. Oh, evil. Yes. Yes. But more specifically, sin? evil and sin. Come on, Hate. no, no, lovelessness, no. Selfishness. selfishness, selfishness. Yes, yes. So hang on, well, selfishness. But actually, apply some brain cells to that. The answer is obvious, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> oh, P.S. I just want to let you know the love, the emergency um, that we were experiencing yesterday when I read a yarn. It's all been taken care of. It's been solved of. Yeah, in yeah. epic proportions. There yeah. is the fattest. Do you even have a hook that can get around that? I have a whole book of hooks. And I, think I need the hook off of my winch cable off the front of my ute <laughs> it to is get pretty, around it that It is pretty chunky, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But it's kind of, it goes from like really thin to really chunky all yeah, over the place. Yeah, it's gradient. Are you going to even put that in the same blanket? Yes. The idea is just to use like a hundred different kinds of blues. A hundred? Well, I probably have close to a hundred different kinds of blues. And uh, it's just going to be like a huge blanket of multiple blues. But that's going to be very different texture. That's the idea. It's all different textures, all different um, uh, shape squares, and all different colors of blue. It's all different. It's every, the, only, the only combining factor, the only uh, lowest common denominator is they're all blue. It's going to be beautiful. So it's going to look a little, a little bit like the kind of blanket you would get if you dumped random blue dyes, dribbled random blue dyes all over the back of a sheep and then blew it up. <laughs> <laughs> what on earth? <laughs> Just a completely random blanket. That poor sheep. But fine, yes, you might be accurate there. Yeah, well, you know, sheep kind of end up that way anyway. They end up at the abattoir somewhere along the line. Yeah, That's kind being, of how it goes. Being blown anyway, up. 
Bible study. Yes. The number one greatest, most evil, satanic destroyer of families. Selfishness. Is selfishness. His very famous statement. I'm going to share with you a very, very famous statement. And it's like, I want you to think about this. This is one of the most profound things I've ever read um, here on Faith FM. This one comes from Ellen White. She says, if pride and selfishness were laid aside, five minutes would remove most difficulties. Five minutes. That's <laughs> so true, though. Just it's like just a very pride. simple thing. If you can get rid of pride and selfishness, Do you know your what? family problems are solved in five minutes. We need to print that out and make it into a plaque and then stick it in every single home. Yeah, I think so. Every single home. Like mandatory. So. Building a house, this <laughs> has to go on the wall. It's the best, most profound statement ever. Yeah, love it. All right, so let's look at God's solution for selfishness. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 24. Ephesians, Ephesians 4 and verse 24. I mean, the Let's Ephesians. see the phone ringing out there. Did someone get my Tedaloma answer? Nope, they <laughs> rang, she just gave you the most disparaging look, <laughs> like as if someone. Oh, got come on. That There's clue. somebody who knows how many kings there were in the Tedaloma Alliance. Oh, someone. Oh, but someone did answer the prize. Yes, nice. Oh, excellent. I'm so stoked to hear this. Someone has answered our quiz this morning. Uh, our winner is Pam Haysom from Thaguna. Is Thaguna in New South Wales? Yes. I have, from New just. South Wales. By just. the skin of its teeth. <laughs> what, north or south? Well, if you throw a stone, it's going to land in Victoria. Uh, okay, all right, okay. It's near the border. Um, she did get it from the previous clue, though, so your cryptic clue didn't get her anyway. But congratulations, no, Pam. No, come on. It was from the Teleloma clue. I know it was. Uh, and, uh, so, Pam, congratulations. We are going to send you a copy of the Seventh Day Ox, which does mean we start a new quiz. That's right. Ooh, next segment. Oh, I had so many good clues here. Let me give you some of my other clues. I oh, had yeah, we haven't I'm announced the answer yet, so maybe you can read them all out. All right. So, the number of prophetess daughters that Philip had. I would have gotten that. Okay. The number of cherubim in the most holy place of Solomon's temple. I like how you add extra facts just to make that seem more cryptic. No, it is more cryptic because the only temple that had them. I thought, I thought that the Ark of the Covenant had two. Okay. And Solomon's temple, the most holy place, had two more. Oh, really? So it had four. Ah, uh, okay. The answer being four. four. Yeah, okay, yeah, go on. Okay, so the number of metals in the statue of Daniel 2. Well, that's a good one. Yep. The number of wings and heads on the leopard of Daniel 7. Would you have got that one? Wings and heads on the... Da- no. On the leopard of Daniel 7. I would have had to think about that for a bit. Okay, you would have got it if you thought about it. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the number of days that Lazarus was dead. No, I wouldn't have gotten that one. The number of men carrying the paralytic that Jesus healed. The one oh, that yeah, I would have gotten that okay. one, yeah. Uh, that's, that's all I had. Yeah, that's really good. You're actually not bad at creating I've never clues. done this before. I should do this for a living. We should do... <laughs> I, should, I should get a new job. I should be the professional clue And the next step, of course, creator. is to create crosswords. <laughs> yeah. Crossword creator. Oh, Lyle's next career. All sorted. All sorted. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, where were Back we? Back to our Bible study. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 24. Ephesians 4 and verse 24. Let me turn the page over. 1. Okay. Verse 24 says, Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Okay. So what's the solution to selfishness? Putting on the nature of God. Okay. And the reason that this is a solution to selfishness is because we have a selfish nature. That's right. End of story. The Bible says that the human heart is desperately wicked. It is evil above all things. The Bible says, who can even understand it? 
Yeah. We can't even understand our own human heart because, you know, our own human heart leads us to do the most ridiculous, self-destructive things imaginable. We lie to ourselves and we deceive ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All the time. And the only solution to that, of course, is to put on the new person. We need to have a new heart. Uh, which comes from Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's what's called conversion. And that's why it says truly righteous and holy, because that's something that we could never we could never work out ourselves. Impossible. Yeah. Impossible on our own, but entirely possible with Jesus Christ. And this is where you know the uh, it's so powerful in John chapter one there, where it talks about you know the Word came down and the Word was made flesh and the Word lived amongst us. It's because it was the Word that created the world. You know, the Word of God that created everything that there is, and it's the Word and it's the that same Word that spoke the worlds into existence that recreates our human heart. What are you doing there, Mon? I'm just doing a photo shoot with my new yarn. Just ignore me. No, I want to go back. Supposed to, to be doing radio. And I, I'm, I'm, I was just about. I was before you interrupted me talking about yes. my yarn. I did want to say that thought should be one of the most encouraging thoughts to us. Most encouraging piece of knowledge that God, who had the power to create the entire universe, offers us that same power for us to change to be ourselves. recreated yeah, to be recreated to have so both, both of both of those uh, of the, actions are an action of creation yeah and it's actually one of the reasons why uh, evolution is such a devastating theory because it robs God of his power and if God doesn't have the power to create how can he recreate us yeah and you've got no hope you yeah that's right no hope evolution, evolution is gives a message you of hopelessness absolutely no hope whatsoever yeah. at all and no meaning that's right you know, if, if if we just all evolved from, you know, slime... What's our then, purpose? Yeah. yeah, there is no purpose. That's right. Our only purpose is to part us on our genetic material, if that actually has any meaning. And, of course, yeah, there's no morality, there's, there's nothing. It just all goes out the window. Yeah. To remember that God is a creator, God is also to remember that he has the power to recreate you. All right, so we're going to go to uh, Philippians next, Philippians chapter 2, and this is actually one of my favorite little passages, verse 3 to 5. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 to 5. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. All right, go for it, Mon. 2 verse 5. 3 to 5, 3 to 5. Three, okay, three to five, gotcha. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Okay. Wow. Uh, in my translation, that last verse there, verse five says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And I like the way that it puts it there because yours yours is very legalistic. You reckon? Yes, you must have the same attitude Jesus had. Mine says, let this mind be in you. Okay, letting yeah. letting means that the only thing that we can do is allow Jesus to change us. Yeah, fair enough. Whereas yours is like, you must have this. Okay, so I must have it. I must go out and work hard to have the attitude of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 okay, fine. Yeah, it's legalistic modern translations. <laughs> but you it, need to be reading the King James Version. Yeah, but at the same time, it's my it, favorite. That is that is really it's challenging. Like, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. How much of our world? It's just just in the last few years with the rise of social media. You know, 
and, di- and the digital world, how much how much does that become a challenge? Don't try to impress others. I feel like a lot of social media accounts are exactly about that. Yeah, and when you um, look at the cultures around our world today, and this is something that goes through my mind, is cultures that begin with Christianity mm-hmm. and cultures that have a Christian heritage, even though those cultures may not necessarily still have that heritage um, and, and and may not still have that background, they still have a they they still much of this still comes through. You know, you go to you go to some of these um, these countries where you know long you know thousands of years of of Christian history, and you will find there is a certain politeness. There's a certain oh no, you first. So true. Um, you know, you've got people who will stand in line rather than barging into line. Yeah. You've got an an attitude towards law that you don't find in other countries. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to drive down the street and you'll see the stark contrast between a country that has a history of two thousand years of Christianity compared to a history a country that has a history of 200 years of christianity yes it's so it's so true i've never thought and, about it like that but that's absolutely and true. this is because the basic the, the basis of christianity is to put others first and that whole concept of putting others first is a christian teaching it's a christian te- it's a yeah. fa- it's foundational because for christianity it, once again evolution doesn't teach that at all it's survival not at all. of the fittest not at all yeah like you know it's yeah. the kanye west mindset um evolution teaches the exact opposite it's tr- yeah um, because evolution teaches that you know the most, the only moral thing you can do is pass on your genetic material, and that's all there is to life. Really. That's all there is to life is just to to pass on that genetic material um, and the information that the human race has gathered, and of course um, that then makes people like um, Genghis Khan. The most moral person that ever lived. Yes, because one in seven uh, people in um, certain parts of you know, large parts of Asia are related to Genghis Khan. Because he raped so many women. That's right. He raped multiple women throughout his life every day. It also makes Adolf Hitler an incredibly moral person because he created an environment in which survival of the fittest could thrive. And so he weeded out, you know, uh, what he thought the, the was weak, weaker. The, the weaker gene yeah, pool. Yeah. The weaker gene pools. Um, warfare is always going to do that. And so the opposite of that, of course, is Christianity. The opposite of that is becoming a follower of Christ, where you actually do things that are not good for um, and, and are no benefit to, you know, passing on your genetic material. Yeah, it, it almost makes it there's no benefit to you at all. Absolutely. Because if you think about, you know, putting someone else before you, like like it says here in the in in this verse, um, think of others as better than yourselves. It doesn't sound like that has any benefit to you whatsoever. Well, you think about people that are um, uh, have, have you know take care of disabled people. Yeah. You know, and we have so many here in Australia, so many wonderful volunteers who go out and take care of disabled people. What is that doing to benefit their descendants? What is that doing to benefit their Gene pool. You know, people will volunteer for this kind of thing. It puts them out. It uses up their energy. Um, and, uh, and, 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 you know, as a result of that, it, um, you know, it, it, it provides absolutely, you know, it, it uses up resources and they invest massive amounts of resources into something that is actually damaging the gene pool, if anything. That's true. And shout out to those volunteers out there. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because you are job. you are 
followers of Christ. Yeah, you're exemplifying God's love. Jesus came to uh, be there for the weakest of the weak. Yeah, so they're basically doing what Christ did. That's right. Let's go on to uh, 1 John chapter 3, verse 16, 17, and 18. 1 John chapter 3, verse 16, 17, and 18. And when I read this, I did not see that it was 1 John, and I read the Gospel of John, which is just as good on the same subject. But we'll read the actual verse that we're supposed to be reading here in the 20 million movement. What chapter? 1 John chapter 3. Yep, 16, 17, 18. Yes. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers, brothers and sisters. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Wow. Okay, so I read the Gospel of John, uh, chapter 3, verse 16 to 18, and notice the notes that I wrote down right there next to that passage in the Gospel of John. Self-sacrificing love. What was the first line that you just read there? Uh, let me find it again. 16. We know what real love is because God gave up his life for us. Self-sacrificing yeah, love. that's it. And, and this is a major theme that John really focuses on in his Gospels where he looks at you know, the whole concept of self-sacrificing love, what that actually, you know, what that actually is. And how, how, it is, it works. how it is contrary to our human nature is the exact opposite of selfishness. In fact, the greatest example of unselfishness is somebody who gives their life. Do you think there's many people left who would give up their lives for their brothers and sisters? Yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thought. It's a very interesting thought. It's, it's interesting because I was just reading a, uh, I was just reading a novel mm-hmm. uh, written by my local GP. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was at the local GP to um, get some stuff uh, sorted out, and uh, and he mentioned he'd written a novel. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll read your novel. Um, and in this novel, he deals with the issue of, you know, how evil can exist in a world where you have a God who is all-loving. That's a very good question, and uh, and so he, he you know there's, there's there's a character who creates who creates these two robots, mm-hmm. and you know he's a, he's a robot expert, and he's built some sentient robots, and then he builds some cognitive robots, and then he questions, he wrestles with himself whether he should you know give them the power of choice. Yeah, and he has you know there's one very very smart robot, he has not given it the power of choice. Um, and he's explained why, but then he's got another two new models, and he's like, do I give them the power of choice or not? And so eventually he does. Uh, and eventually, of course, those robots start to mess up and to do bad things, and he would tell them off, and they would, you know, come good again, but then they're one like, yeah, no, we don't think we're going to obey you this time. And so then he banishes them. And, you know, and he's discussing with his uh, his other robot that, you know, because there's, no there's hardly anyone left in the world, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a great read. Um, you know, his other robot's like, you know, what could I do? What could I do that would actually convince them that I have their best good at heart? Because they're thinking, no, this is better for us to live this way. And he's like, no, there's worse for you to live that way. And so, you know, he, he, he banishes them out of, uh, you know, out of his environment, they have to go and live, you know, somewhere else on the other side of Australia, or whatever. And uh, uh, but he's like, "How could I convince them?" And really, what it comes down to is the only way that he convinced them is to die for them. Mm. Yeah. Is, that's, I'm I'm not wording it as well as no, um, but like it, 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 it totally the, gets but the, the idea. The illustration was very, very powerful. It was very, very powerful and very, very well put. But the relationship he would have had with those 
robots that had free uh, the ability to, to to choose freely would have been a much deeper relationship than the one he had with the one that had no free choice because they could have chosen to love him. And oh, absolutely, it, yeah, and yeah. this is and this is why he created them in the first place. Yeah, to actually have a relationship and not just. Yeah, he thought he was the last person alive on Earth. He wasn't, but he thought he was the last person alive on Earth. And so you know, he was lonely. He he wanted to he wanted to have a relationship. Um, and you know the the, the one robot that. Uh, that was cognitive but did not have the power of choice, they would have long conversations together but he couldn't have a relationship. A relationship was impossible. Yeah. Anyway, this is uh, Amy Cherry. If you had the cure.
Welcome back, guys. That was uh, that was Amy Terry. If you had the cure, send me. Anyway, what have we got uh, for the first clue for our next yes. rolling quiz? This the quiz is, goes all morning now. This is so exciting. I do. I do quite. So like there it. is a uh, a second a second prize that is going out this morning. What have you got for us there, Mon? Uh, it's actually the same book. I have two copies of the same. book. Oh, okay. Yep, cool, yep. Cool, cool, so cool. Um, the seventh the, mir- sorry seventh day ox the miracle of the seventh day ox. Yes. Uh, so if you'd like a copy of that, tell me what the answer to this is. <clears throat> Excuse me. I clear my throat. What am I? Clue number one. Solomon tested himself with this to find out what is good, but proved to be meaningless. And we did talk about Solomon and his writings at length um, the last few days. So, Lars got a confused look at his face, though, which is quite surprising considering. Uh, nope. Mm. I don't know what you're writing, but it's not correct. Scribbling down the wrong answer. Give us a call. Considering get a copy why, of this book. why are you considering? Solomon tested himself with this to find out what is good, but proved to be meaningless. Yeah, it's there in the ether, just outside of my brain. I just can't touch it. I kind of think it's, it's like, nowhere near your brain. <laughs> Miles trying to touch there, ethers. There, <laughs> yeah, give it's us a, a good call. Thing that, uh, it's a good thing this is radio and not TV. That's all I can say. Yeah, one eight hundred Faith FM, one eight hundred three two four eight four three. If you would like to have a guess at that quiz. Okay, so moving on from selfishness. To selflessness. Very different. Yep. Okay, so that's that's how we grow and progress. We now move on in our Bible study to a very important date. Oh. A very important date. See what the date is on our 20 million movement Bible study? May 15th. May 15. We We've caught up. We have caught up. All right. We so. were behind for quite a while there because we had such a great time studying out the book of Revelation. Yes. And then we got a bit, bit behind. With All right, the, um, so talking about selflessness, Ephesians chapter 5, Mon. Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5, chapter and five. this is where it gets controversial. Ooh, go on. All right. Uh, this, in fact, I'm going to read for you Ephesians chapter 5. Let okay. me read to you for you Ephesians okay. chapter 5, Mon. See what Better you, in your Bible, see what, isn't it? You believe the Bible, right, Mon? Yes, I do. Uh-huh. You, you follow oh, what the Bible go. says? Here we go. Uh-huh. I'm being set up. I can already tell. No, you, 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 I'm on to you. You, you believe what the Bible says, and you will obey what the Bible says, right? Oh, is that how it goes? Yeah, I see. This is such a setup. Well, you have to be more subtle if you're going to try and set someone up. Okay, so this is just a, a, a point of reference for your future. Uh-huh. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5, two simple words, wives. Oh, goodness. Submit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, hang on. Let me, let me, let me just read down. Where's the one where it says husbands submit? It's not there. No, it's got to be in there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, read the verse before. Verse 21. Verse 21. And further submit to each other, uh, to one another, sorry, out of reference for Christ. Okay, so Paul is about to start talking about submission. And, um, yeah, if you are a married man... It might not be the best idea in your home if you just get up tomorrow morning or you know head home after work today and say the Bible says wives submit. Yeah, it's um, going to be that as not, effective well. as when you tell a woman to <laughs> calm down in the middle of an argument. Two things <laughs> thou shalt never do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, the key to understanding this whole passage on submission and this passage on submission, uh, it begins here in verse twenty-one and it continues all the way th- halfway through chapter six. Okay, and it deals with wives, it deals with husbands, it deals with children, and it deals with servants 
in okay. that order. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And so it uh, it gives instruction for wives what they should do. It gives instruction for men what they should do for for husbands, I should say, for children and for slaves. But it is all based on verse twenty one, and verse twenty one is based on the concept of mutuality. Gotcha. Is that a word? It is now. Okay. Congratulations. Mutuality. Uh huh. Which is mutual submission to each other. Which is what marriage is. Yeah, that's right. Basically. Absolutely. And so it needs to, everything that follows after this needs to be taken in the context of verse 21, where we are submitting to each other, but we submit to each other in different ways. Okay. All right. So now you can read verse 22. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Okay, so there's an interesting phrase there, and you'll find that this phrase is repeated all the way down through the passage, as to the Lord. So you don't submit to your husband as to Satan, you submit your husband as to the Lord. And so if any submission is to take place, then your husband must be somebody who is walking with the Lord. Because if your husband is somebody who's not walking with the Lord, if they're walking with Satan and they come along and say, well, you're my wife, you have to submit to me, then there's no way in a million years is the Bible ever going to support you going out and doing something evil just because your husband said you're under orders. Yeah, that's right. You're, that's not that's how a it works. very good point to make. It is only The submission is only relevant when your husband is somebody who's a God-fearing, God-following converted person who is who comes to you uh, with something and says you know I've been praying about this I've been studying about this uh, this is what you know I believe that we should be doing at this particular point and then of course you know the whole concept of mutuality is the foundation of that and then you you know yeah you have a discussion about stuff you know, order, yeah, yeah, order yeah. things around what a pity <laughs> wow your life would be very, very miserable. I, think, I don't think men men seem to think that if they had the power to order their wives around, their lives would be happy. Some I don't think, think they realise. You know, some men think that, mostly single men. Yeah, I don't think they realise <laughs> that that's actually like a fast track to having a very miserable life. Well, basically what it is, is it comes back to the concept of the power of choice. Yeah. If you take the power of choice away from your partner, you have uh, removed the relationship. There's no relationship where you don't have the power of choice. That's a great point. Yeah, uh, you created it's, it's a, you created a, a miserable. You create a robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's go on, and now let's talk about the bit that the men have to do. The husbands, uh, verse twenty-five. Twenty-five says, "For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her." Okay, so what kind of love is that? That's a very much a self-sacrificing love. Okay, so what is the responsibility of the husband according to this verse? He's going to be ready to die for her. Okay, if he's not ready to die for her, he has no right to ask for her submission in anything. That's right. Amen. Can you say that again? If he is not ready to die for her, he has no right to ask for her submission in anything. And One more he, time, Lyle. One more time. Say it again. He only has the right to ask for her submission uh, in in respect to him being a follower of the Lord so that they are both actually submitting to God. So next time any of you men listening are going off to your wife to demand that she submit to you, just remember, are you willing to actually die for her? Yeah, absolutely. Because right. that's what you're called to do. That's right. Okay, I hope that's clear. I hope Mon has made that clear. I was supposed to say it one more time, wasn't I? Go on, say it one more time. Any submission the husband expects can only be expected if he is prepared to give his life for his wife. 
Amen. Okay, let's go down to chapter 6 and verse 1, please, Mum. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Okay, notice what it says in my translation. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. So we've got this theme coming down through, don't we? Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Uh, wives, submit yourself, says the husband, as unto the Lord. And then you go down to verse 5. Servants, be obedient to those um, who are your masters as unto Christ. Yeah. Mine says with deep respect. Yes. Which is nice. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and then, of course, you know, verse 2 and 3, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. In fact, that's the only one of the commandments has a promise. Oh, really? Yeah. And, that. of course, here, what you've got is the principle all the way down through here that the, the concept of submission that you find in the Bible is submission to each other as unto the Lord. So as, as we become followers of God, we submit to each other. We put others first. This is Sierra Hull, Trust and Obey. We hope you join us tomorrow for the continuing of our Bible study 20 million movement. When we walk with the is a free community craft program for kids aged 1 to 5 designed to encourage growth and creativity through Bible stories. 
Join us each Tuesday during the school term from 9.30 till 11am at the Senior Citizens Hall, 401 Warburton Highway, Wandon North. For more information or to register, go to happyhandsart.com.au forward slash happyhearts or contact Patricia on 0425 854 516. That's 0425 854 516. Happy Hearts. Free fun for kids and the mess stays with us. Pastor BJ, and I'd like to invite you to join us at Bunbury Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are a vibrant church community that meets every Sabbath at 9.30am for Bible study, followed by a worship service at 11am. There are a number of groups that meet throughout the week where we eat, share and study the Bible together, including groups for families and young people. For more information, please contact me on 0422 896 553. That's 0422 896 553. Listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
with God Can answer in my fray So purer light shall mark the road That leads me to the land Keith and Kristen Getty with O for a Closer Walk with God here on Faith FM. We have come to question of the daytime. Before we do, another clue for the quiz. Yes, our excellent quiz that I'm scrambling to find. Oh, yeah, uh, oh, yeah. oh this is the one where you don't even know the answer yet, Lyle. Um, thanks, Simon. Is. Okay, mm, double so, prizes available then. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'll give you a Bible as well as a Maybe we should a give them a, of- uh, a flag from Trinidad. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I could actually I wouldn't mind getting rid of So for those of you wondering what the what on earth Lyle's talking about um, So I collect a flag from every country I go to And I don't mean like a little toothpick flag I mean like a full size proper fly out the front of your house kind of flag All um, 43 countries Yeah all 43 countries I've had a fl- Well I was missing one because when I went to Tanzania I never got the opportunity to go to a shop and buy one Because sometimes some countries don't even have them Because um, they're like you know third world kind of style And then you have to buy them online when you get home Not 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 ideal was what I do. I had to buy a Tanzanian flag off eBay and they accidentally sent me the Trinidad flag and I've just opened the bag sitting at the desk and we're like, what? Trinidad? <laughs> I have a spare plane. Get on the explain to Trinidad, problem solved. What okay. am I? Proverbs 21 verse 17 tells us that the poor who loves this, so the person who loves this will become poor. The person who loves this will become poor according to Proverbs 21. Give us a call, win a prize. Time for Q of the D, Lyle Southwelly. <laughs> That's what I did there. Okay, Lyle, are you writing something down? Or oh, don't let me get that on film and know you're wrong. No, I'm actually right. You're wrong. And I'll read it to you in just a moment. Okay, question, I'm Lyle. I'm actually right on this one. You're super wrong. I, I know what else. I know what else the, is is listed in the verse. Um, which well, is then you this should have written it. And. And this. no, no, Lyle, you have no idea. I, I, Anytime I, that you argue that you know the answer, I you do. really I just know don't. The answer. Okay, the question the is: quiz is wrong. In the Bible, what mm-hmm. does corn represent? Okay, corn in the Bible. This is a really interesting one because when we think of corn, we think of sweet corn. We do, of course. Sweet corn did not come from the Bible. Did not come from Bible times. It comes from the Americas, and so um, clearly they did not have sweet corn in Bible times. Yet the Bible talks about you know Joseph, for instance. Filling the warehouses of Egypt with corn. Well, the word corn, as it is translated in, say, your King James Version uh, and some other translations, come from, comes from a word that simply means grain. And so it can refer to any kind of grain. They had uh, four basic kinds of grain that they used regularly, and that was barley, wheat, spelt, and millet. And uh, I love millet, quite a fan of barley, eats so much wheat, 
But you know what? When I was in Ethiopia, I was a little bit overspelt. Yeah. <laughs> the injera that they eat there is just, no. Nah. But in, I don't yeah, know if, you, didn't if, work for if me. you got any in Ethiopia, but in Kenya, I actually did eat this kind of corn the Bible's referring to where it's like. Okay. So um, what does this symbolize? Well, basically what you would make from this kind of grain was bread. Um, so whichever kind of grain it was, you'd form it into bread. And this was a staple diet, of course. You know, the average person in uh, Bible times was actually almost exclusively vegetarian. It was only for the most special occasions that they would ever actually be able to afford to butcher an animal and to have meat. And so that's why you've got you know great celebrations. They cook uh, an animal when the prodigal son returns, you know, and on on other special occasions like that. Okay, so what does bread symbolize? Corn, yeah, grain, bread. Jesus says in, uh, let me see, John chapter 6 and verse 34, 35, I am the bread of life. No one coming to me will ever be hungry again. Those believing in me will never go thirsty. So Jesus says that he is the bread of life. In fact, in that same passage, he says, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. But if you do eat my flesh and you do drink my blood, then you have eternal life and I will raise you up at the last day. And so Jesus refers to himself as the bread of life. We need to be taking Jesus into our lives. Obviously, you know, we can't literally eat the flesh of Jesus. He goes on and he says, the words that I speak unto you, that's what the bread of life is. So the bread of life symbolizes Jesus, who is the word, and we read the word in the Bible. Uh, so therefore, corn can be a symbol of the word of God that we need to be eating every day. If you have a question, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number. It's 1-800-324-843. If you prefer to text your questions, that's fine. The texting number is 0491-064-669. You can remain anonymous if you like. We will answer your question live on air for Q of the D. Oh, King of Kings, King of Kings, before you, Father, appealing, asking for peace in the rest of the country. Lord of Lords, we kneel before you, Father, appealing, asking for peace in the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. Our Father, our Father, we are asking. For peace in our Father, our Father, we are asking for peace in the world. Our Father, our Father, we are asking for peace in the world. Our Father, our Father, we are asking for peace in the world. Reveal yourself, reveal yourself. Reveal yourself, reveal yourself, reveal yourself, reveal from heaven, because we are directing to you, to you, to Almighty. We are directing to you forever, Almighty. The sun rise and set, set and set, rise and set, forever, Almighty. Your promise, our Father, said, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God, I will strengthen thee. 
Yeah, I will help thee. Yeah, I will uphold thee with my right hand of my righteousness. Reveal yourself. Reveal yourself, Almighty. Reveal yourself. Reveal yourself. Reveal yourself, Almighty. Reveal yourself. Reveal yourself. Reveal from heaven. Reveal yourself, Almighty. Reveal yourself. Reveal yourself, reveal from her. Reveal yourself, Almighty. The sun rise and set forever, Almighty. The sun rise and set forever, Almighty. The sun rise and set forever, Almighty. Reveal yourself, reveal yourself, Almighty. Because we are directing to you forever, Almighty. Because we are directing to you forever, Almighty. Reveal yourself, reveal yourself, Almighty. Because we are directing to you forever, Almighty. Because we are directing to you forever, Almighty. Reveal yourself. Reveal yourself, Almighty. Reveal yourself. Reveal yourself, Almighty. Because we are directing to you forever, Almighty. Because we are directing to you forever, Almighty. Reveal yourself, reveal yourself, reveal yourself, reveal yourself, reveal from heaven. Welcome back to Faith FM. It's the breakfast show. It's the end of the breakfast show, Lyle. Which means we're going to give something away. What are we giving away today? Well, I think because we talked extensively about selfishness, about selflessness uh, in the uh, Bible study today, I found a great book in our prize box, Lyle, um, that really exemplifies lives lived in selflessness. That started off in sh- in selfishness and uh, and how how the power of God transformed them to, to selfless lives and the power um that they managed to evoke around them. So this is a book called The Acts of the Apostles uh, by E.G. White, and it's all about how the church started off and how it began to grow and, um, you know, and how they followed Christ and how Christ changed them and how you too can, you know, follow this example of following Christ and how your selfishness can be changed to selflessness and how you might be able to solve the issues within your family relationships within, what was it, five, three minutes? You read that quote, Lyle? Something like that. Yeah, just a yep. matter of minutes. Absolutely. Yeah, five minutes. Five yeah. minutes. Yeah. Yeah, really good quote, that one. Um, in fact, I'm going to read it again because it, it, this, you know, this, Such a good this quote. deserves. If pride and selfishness were laid aside, this is so profound. If pride and selfishness were laid aside, five minutes would remove most difficulties. Problem solved. That is the quote of the there day. There is, yeah, quote of the day right there. One there is the world's home. problem solved in one go. Lay aside pride and selfishness. Give us a call. 1 800 Faith FM is the number. That's 1 800 324 843. We'll give you a free copy of the Acts of the Apostles. We'll give the first person to call now. A whole generation of people who uh, put away 
selfishness and lived examples of selfless lives to the point that all but one of them gave their lives. In fact, all of them gave their lives, but one of them survived it. Yeah. It really is incredible how God can use you if you lay yourself, lay aside your own ambitions and your own pride. Anyway, don't forget, if you'd like to know more about the Bible, you can give us a call. We would love to set you up with Bible studies. Uh, you can do my Bible study course, which is called The Prophetic Code. Uh, of course, you do that through the Discovery Center. Just give us a call. 1-800-324-843 is the number. Yeah. 
Can only imagine. 